Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecue. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey, you brilliant lot. Welcome to Hoovering. This is the last episode that I recorded before any of this coronavirus business kicked off. I thought, let's dig this out um, (laughs) and put it out. And everything uh, that I put out after this will will inevitably be more pertinent and relevant to the exact situation. But this is a nice distraction, I think, from everything that's going on. And everything that we say in it is still absolutely relevant uh, because it's a doozy, you know. I managed to bag uh, Hoovering with the presenter of a Channel 4 programme called Naked Beach, which if you haven't seen it, is so utterly joyful. It is the most genuinely body positive bit of reality TV I've ever, ever seen. She's also a brilliant anti-diet activist. It's Molly Forbes. Thanks so much, generally, just for listening to the podcast. It's my pride and joy, mate. You can tell everyone you ever meet about it if you want. Um, I know you're not allowed to go out to meet them, but you can tell them on the internet still. Rate, review and subscribe. Blah, blah, blah. It at least doesn't involve going out. Um, I haven't got loads to plug as all my live work is obviously wrapped up for now, um, but I'm on the telly and 
two series at the moment, The Trouble with Maggie Cole and ITV, in a couple of episodes playing a very fun, awful woman. Um, as in, it was fun to play her because she's awful. Um, and then I'm very, 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 very briefly in a drama on iPlayer called Trigonometry. Um, uh, so, um, if you've got any spare money, I wanted to give a shout out to the Trussell Trust. Um, they run a load of food banks, basically. They're utterly amazing please put your money there first if you've got spare money and you want to feel useful with it second there's now a thing called hashtag feed nhs where if you go to the leon website as in the restaurant leon um links to the trussell trust and that are both in the podcast notes for this episode on the acast page for this episode of hoovering the feed nhs thing is where you can choose um to like buy lunch for an nhs worker or dinner it's such a cool idea if you've got spare money even after that then i'm on a website called called Patreon. Go to patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash the hoovering pod and I will swap uh, brilliant podcast related uh, stuff like completely exclusive content, uh, guest recipes, things like that. And in fact, if you go back in time, um, you'll be able to see uh, access every perk I've ever given anyone if you join now. Um, And you can help uh, me keep this podcast going. Um, Not just, not just surviving, but like growing and getting bettering if you become a patron um thanks so much if you've joined recently i've really noticed you and that's so kind and and an even more massive a thanks as well to the people who have been my patron for ages um it's really paying off i don't i don't know what to do with that you right now right molly and i met in her lovely home in devon it's worth reminding you again uh, that this was pre-pandemic it was recorded maybe a month ago which is what well, i know it feels like a lifetime actually doesn't it? it feels like three years ago um but we'd say so we don't mention the pandemic at all also we talk about trolling and diet companies so i did notice as i was editing this that i get quite unprofessionally angry at one point <laughs> Anyway, and Molly made us pies. Yes, please. Including a beautiful spinach and ricotta one which she made herself. Fit. Thanks for cooking yeah. stuff. No, this is you're so welcome. kind. I don't know what they'll be like. This is a local vegan yeah, pie. So this is um from there's a little deli just in the little town along about yeah. a mile away and they do I picked this because the the it's from a local bakery called Clive's and I nice. thought I just I love the sound of Clive yeah. Clive is like one of those names like Clive Ron oh, smells good like I don't know yeah, so I don't it know it's a Hungarian yeah. goulash pie oh a vegan Hungarian yeah. goulash pie <laughs> I didn't know if you were vegan or not I wasn't I, sure I was, no I'm not and I'm not I've, I've learned I'm not allowed to use the name Vegan. I have a I have a predominantly plant based diet, but I have no rules. So uh, and vegans really really do do need a, like you know rules of yeah. Rules, rules well, of Lottie, who I do my podcast with, is yeah. vegan. Right. And so I thought, well, I've still got milk from when we last like, when she was last here a couple right. of weeks ago. So I was like, okay, well, I'm sorted for that. Then I was like. These have got feta in. Fit. So I was like, oh, oh no, I don't I love know. Feta. And I also, don't know what they'll be like. The but. only reason I ever flirted with veganism was, um, this sounds so terrible, but it's for the planet more than for, for yeah. an overwhelming love of animals. I, I don't get um, sad at the thought of an animal dying for food per se. Yeah. I don't think that's a thing for me. But um, so, and I genuinely have a thing where I think, oh, it's surely, and I, you can tweet me and um, correct me, but I think... I don't think it's as bad for the planet to have a goat's thing like feta or halloumi. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't know that there are a great big up. factory and yeah. factory field loads. In, in, I don't think rainforests have been cut down to keep millions of goats in a field making no. halloumi and feta. I think yeah. the problem's cows, isn't is it? Is halloumi 
goat or is goat it, is or it? sheep sheep it's not a cow I you feel, can't get yeah. cow halloumi no because i feel like i could give up meat but i couldn't be vegan because of the cheese i'm just i love cheese Fair and goat's cheese is like my absolute favorite and and like fat like the kind of like real sheepy goaty kind of cheese yes please my husband hates him because he says he, he feels like he's eating it's he says it tastes like goat you can t- it does but it's a bit animal, I isn't like it? That. I quite like that. Yeah. When it was a step too far for me, was I went to um, Norway once and had um, like a, some yak jerky. Oh, and wow. that what? yeah, it had an essence of yak about it yeah. that I didn't care for. <laughs> I'm going in. I'm whoa, yes. <laughs> it looks like I've overcooked it. I thought it doesn't. No, it doesn't, and it smells amazing. In fact, wow. it smells quite healthy. I, I don't know what that mean, I mean I, by that. I always um, think that vegan food, like lots of people go vegan because it, it because of the health thing as well, don't yeah. they? But that isn't always I think it's necessarily the case. Yeah. Yeah. I ate a lot of Oreos when I went vegan. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm. I'm going to try this. This is phyllo pastry. And I don't mm. know, like I said. Oh my God. It's got spinach in. Do you like that spinach? Looks so lush. I love spinach. As a kid, I was dubious, and now as an adult, I, I feel sad for the years I missed out on as a kid because of how yeah. much I love spinach now. It's one of my favourite flavours. I, I made this because the spinach in it is, um like, I went through a phase, like, in my mm. pre, like, so before I do what I do now, yeah. one of the reasons that I do what I do now is because of, like, many women on and off the diet bandwagon. Yeah. And spinach was, like, my light bulb moment that sounds really cliche because my eldest daughter who's now nine she was probably five at the time and I was doing this thing of where you like weigh your your macros and you count like so I didn't tell I was oh it's not a diet it's just healthy eating this is like what the fitness trainers do this is like you know but actually it was complete diet and all was, of those yeah, things are every resolution. Anything that has any kind of rule around yeah. it. So I was weighing this spinach and my daughter was like, oh, mum, why, why are you weighing spinach? And I was like, why the fuck am I weighing spinach? Yeah. Like, why am I weighing spinach? So it's quite nice to like, eat yeah. spinach now with loads of in and uh, phyllo pastry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what a lovely mm. light bulb moment. You can... Mm. You, you can imagine written it written into something, couldn't you? That sort of it's that, that it is good. sometimes being asked the question in those situations well, where you're like yeah. I remember someone saying to me, I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before, but I was thinking about it recently. I remember someone saying to me on one of my million diets, um, um and so what's your end weight or yeah. whatever, and me saying it, and then them going, and then and so what happens when you get to it? Yeah. And I was like, Well, oh then I'll be happy. Yeah. And they were like yeah, but I mean, what physically happens? Yeah. Do you then go back to eating what you want? And I was like, um, and the question stressed me out because mm. I knew the answer was, well, I'd probably have to eat less than I'm hungry to, and actually want That's forever yeah. to stay at the and weight no that I'm never... And no one can do that. It's just not... Well, not and be happy. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. I think there are probably genuinely outside of athletes who have such an overriding goal in terms of, uh, you know, what they need to achieve with their yeah. body jockeys and shit and yeah. boxers and I suppose when there are people I don't know how they do it it would it would make me so unhappy yeah but when you've got some primary motive that genuinely requires it of your body to but other than that I don't know how people can be I just don't know how people no. can be happy well that was my thing because I was I was my body was changing and I was the thing is with like diets yeah. is that 
all the stats show that they don't they don't work long term. No. It's very few people that can that will keep take lose the weight mm. and keep it off long term anyway. Yeah. But also Virtually they none. don't tell you all the other things that actually weight is is so many different factors affect yeah. someone's weight and so many of these factors are completely out of our control. So we have this myth that we can be in control of, of our body and actually yeah. we we can't be. Mm. So I was doing this like, you know, weighing spinach and I was getting up at six in the morning and do hit hit workouts <laughs> and not not because it was like I still I go to the gym now and yeah, I yeah, love yeah. it. But I do it because I really enjoy it. And yeah. I like having my early morning swim mm. with all the, like the old people. They bring me jam. Yes, please. And I love it. Yes, and I, please. Nice to be in Devon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, lovely. I wasn't doing it for those reasons no. then. And then when my daughter was like, mum, why are you wearing spinach? I was like, fuck, what do I say? Oh, it's because mm. we're going on holiday in six months and I want to be able to wear a bikini. But yeah. yeah, I'm telling her all the things that are important about her are not what she looks like. It's what she's, you know, yeah. how you know, how brave she is, how kind she is. But then actually I'm showing her that actually the most important thing about you is that you're, you've got, you know, it's a toned tummy or whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And equally, and if you've, and if you're not happy with it, don't get it out. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, how things come full circle. I, know. I think if you do put any sort of questioning into it, oh God, it's so tricky. It's impossible to justify, it's impossible to justify it from a point of view of happiness, but it's so Deeply ingrained. So basically, you're for anybody listening who doesn't know, you're the host of a, um, the brilliant podcast Body Cons podcast, and uh, you're one of the hosts of a Channel Four show called Naked Beach. Yeah, which I <laughs> love. Oh, did you I, watch I'm, it? I'm a couple yeah. of episodes in, yeah. um, I, 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 literally because I only just started the other day, and I was like, oh, I wish I had time to eat this yeah. all up. Yeah, it's um. If, and also to finish your, uh, which I'm desperate to hear more about, your uh, head of a campaign called Free From Diets. Yeah. Hashtag Free From Diets. Yeah. The campaign. <laughs> um, which um, I feel like at the moment there's a lot of focus on stuff in schools and how diet mm. culture is even getting to kids. Yeah. So we'll def- I want to get to all of those things. Um, uh, oh God, I don't know where to start, but I, lo- I love Naked Beach so much. So the, the premise is... You correct me if I'm wrong, or in fact, just take over. But there's a, so there's a chap who's got a theory about how our uh, people with clinic, clinically low body confidence yeah. or self esteem when it comes mm. to their bodies can go through a program that he's designed within a week under very special, lovely, safe circumstances. Yeah. By the and by the end of that week, they'll be walking in a friendly, safe group naked into a bit into the sea yeah. in somewhere lovely in Greece. <clears throat> yeah, so it's, it's a social experiment. Like right. it, when it came out, it was kind of billed as like the anti-love island because everything's always. If it's reality TV, they always say it's you know like they'll mm. have to liken it to Love Island. Actually, it wasn't even really like. I, there isn't really anything like There's it. There's nothing about Do, Love Island. You, you know, can't... The closest thing, and, and the reason I went into it with a tiny bit of trepidation, is only because so often with those things that are supposed to be empowering, they misfire for me yeah. personally. It's not to say they're bad shows, but my partner loves a show called Naked Attraction. Yeah. And um, I've tried really, really hard to watch it again and again and again and again, but it just makes me sad. Yeah. And it makes me sad on a probably on a sort of insecure personal level it's i don't necessarily you know be very patronizing to assume that the people on it are sad or not empowered by it um i've never seen any one of them where the date even went well but ultimately for me it looks like you're the idea of taking your naked body onto the television to get rejected is so huge and i think that's ultimately the premise for 99 percent of people on it and people go on it again and again until you know and the hope that eventually someone will pick them or eventually they'll go on it sometimes they'll go on it again 
as the picker, mm. which I guess is empowering. There's so many fascinating things about it, but I've not been able to come away from watching one without feeling a bit sad. And yeah. I, I can't quite really articulate yeah. why. It's the judgment and it's not... where It felt like the antithesis of that. It's completely... It's I think people think it's similar because it's got naked in the title. Well, exactly. Um, but it's not... And, and when it first came out, it was a pre-Watershed show. It was on at right, 8 yeah. o'clock. Right. And the idea was that... And it has been turned into an educational toolkit. So it's being shown in schools to kind of help you know teach body image in pshe lessons brilliant so it's yeah it was it's very different but basically it was based on a social experiment right um dr keon west from goldsmiths Uh university and he did a study a few years ago that found that the more time you spend around people with uh, various different shapes and sizes like just a range of kind of normal naked non-photoshop non-airbrushed kind of bodies real bodies real all different sizes abilities disabilities colors then you'll feel better about your own body so that and so he put that to the test and it and it he proved that that is the case yeah and then they then the tv producers who um from Bareface TV, they did an episode on our podcast and they were talking oh, about how right. like they came up with the idea. And they wanted to do kind of a, a makeover show, like these transformational makeover mm. shows. That's kind of what they specialise in, but internal makeovers rather than yes. they didn't want to change the way that anyone looked. No, I think that's so important. And but it's very difficult to make a TV show like that because normally yeah. how do you show how do you visually show the change in someone yeah. if it's all internal. Well, I mean, you can see. I mean, I've only seen two episodes, but the very in the first day of this week, there's always at least one out of the three people who are there for their internal transformation who ge- very genuinely can't bear to look at their own image yeah. naked in a mirror on their own. Yeah. You don't see it. There's no the camera's just on their face. Yeah. You can see how unbearable it is for mm. them to do that on their own. Yeah. And by the end, they're walking I hand in hand with people so that's butt naked into the exactly. scene knowing it's being filmed. And it, it's, it's funny. It's stunning. Like, the, way, um, the way that the guests, so the three guests came out on each episode and it was filmed over a week and they would spend time with us and yeah. eight hosts, all very different types of bodies, yeah, all very I different love that people. Too. And we just like hung out and we did like fun activities yeah. and we're in body paint and then on the last day, we're all naked yeah. and the idea is they'll, you know, and it wasn't even, some of them might want to get naked some people had a real thing about not being naked but actually for some of these people they wouldn't even take they arrived like 38 degree heat Mm. in greece in a hoodie and wouldn't even take their hoodie off because they were that insecure about their body and it was having a mega mega impact on their real life they were not having like not going out with their Mm. friends not putting themselves forward in jobs not not having relationships, mm. feeling feeling really low, and just not living their lives in a full way, which is is all the you know body body image isn't just about what you liking your reflection when you yeah, look in the mirror. Course. And there's so now, luckily, the research is coming through. Well, the research has already been there, but the mainstream media yeah, is starting to pick to up it. some of the research and it's showing what an impact. If you feel shit about your body, mm. what a massive impact it can have on other areas of your life. Of course. Yeah, and no shit. your mental health and also your physical health and yeah. um, people not wanting to like join in sports and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, not, exactly. Well, that's right. it as well. It's so true. And I wanted to know whether, I don't know whether it, it, it's, because I feel like the two things, so this podcast is about eating, but I often end up talking about body image and body positivity yeah. and, and self-esteem because I think it's, your relationship with eating and your relationship with your body are 
impossible to disentangle for the vast majority of people. And I wondered whether um, that that social experiment, not that they would ever be able to show it because it would distract from the focus of the show in the format, mm. but um, I loved it that, um, from what I've seen of it, that there was nothing... I, I, what my, I think my, my question was, and I don't know if you even know, but was any work done on those people within that week in terms of their relationships with eating ever or with diet culture ever? Well, or was that not touched on? not really, because they did screen out. So they didn't have anyone who... They, they deliberately, when they were doing the casting mm. to find the people to come out, they screened out anyone who might have like issues around oh, food okay, or eating right, disorders yeah, yeah. because... Because they didn't have the capacity to deal with it. But I think what's interesting, knowing the guests, you know, this is, it was filmed in 2018. People doing the screening probably wouldn't have counted a sort of obsession and addiction to diet culture as an eating disorder. And there's, I don't know, anybody who's not confident in their body who's not obsessed with trying to shrink it. Yeah, exactly. And that's the problem. Like diet culture is so normalised and dieting behaviour is so normalised. Everyone does it. Um, that, yeah, we didn't, we, we would, we would always eat together. So we would have like meals. And I think the interesting thing for me with the food thing was that it was always around the table when we were eating together and sharing a meal that they would first open up and we would have these chats and, and sometimes they would get upset when they were talking about, you know, the way they felt or things, if they'd been bullied, like as a kid or whatever, but it was the food because food is such a sociable thing, isn't it? And it's such a like, yeah, it's such a like joyful thing that often it was when we were sitting there eating that that would be that yeah. would be that when they would start to feel comfortable to open up. Oh, so. uh, it's so amazing. I really, really enjoyed it. Say scrum diddly umptious. No! And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly I want to know about the Free From Diets campaign. And, I mean, you've already touched on it with the amazing spinach revelation. <laughs> but I'd love to know what um, your journey's been into... I mean, we've got straight into it. Yeah. I'm ask you some, I can start the silly, jolly question. Yeah. We'll do the five-second rule stuff at the yeah. end. We've got straight into the juicy bits. <laughs> but I'd love to know what your journey's been in terms of relationship with eating and your body to get to such a place of beatific mm. wokeness and magical activism that you're in, which is um, so cool. I guess, like, I... I always thought that I had a pretty... Mm. It's all right. So nice! Oh, my (laughs) God. Good, isn't it? I think it's the pastry that makes it good. No, the spinach is so good. Yeah. It's really salty. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Also, Um, that's really nice, by the way, the vegan thing. Oh, good. I'll let Clive um, know. spicy and (laughs) tomato-y. Yeah. And earthy, and it's really lovely. Oh, this is also good. Sorry. Oh, good. I'm glad. Oh, it's yeah. got garlic in it as well. I really so like, I like it. I like garlic. Do you know what? I wondered whether that was just on me. I've just bought two smoked garlics from a farm shop and this honk in no, my car out to the point where I thought it was no fibre of my clothes. No, it is that. Lucky audience tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, yeah, this is the kind of thing that I probably wouldn't have eaten right. because it, it would have been like, oh, it's got the cheese in it, even though I love mm. cheese, and it's got the pastry, and, yeah. you know, I would have been, oh, how many calories or whatever. Mm. Um, but I, would, I always thought I had, a, like, a pretty good... Um, I always thought that I had a pretty good relationship with food and pretty good relationship with my body. Yeah. It wasn't until um, I became a mum and became aware that I didn't want to pass certain things on that yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I don't. Right, And yeah. I think, um, although... It wasn't like, you know, I hadn't ever had any um, struggles with eating disorders. Yeah. Although, ironically, when I was going through, like, my healthy 
inverted commas phases sure. actually probably some of the things I was doing probably weren't very healthy at all it probably all right. was like disordered eating yeah um but again like you're saying it's so normalized mm. and everyone does it I didn't recognize it as being a problem yeah so um you know and growing up like my mum with her white hair mm. and teachers so they were they were pretty aware of you know not wanting to make their their teenage daughters sure. me and my sister feel you know so they were very much like not really dieting mm-hmm. you know I wasn't even my mum was like you know old school feminist I wasn't allowed yeah. a Barbie I wasn't even wow. really, <laughs> I wasn't even allowed to watch ITV because my mum didn't like the, the adverts your mum sounds like a cross between Sheila and Mary Beard <laughs> I, I love the sound of your mum I know <laughs> but the thing is like unless you, <laughs> unless you live on a mountain yeah, with earplugs in and you can't yeah. avoid it so I think that um <clears throat> And, and also you hear, like, what family relatives are saying who are on diets oh, and you God. hear what teachers are yeah. saying and all of that. And the telly and the radio exactly. and, er- and all your groups of female yeah. mates from about the age of nine. Totally. And I grew up in the 90s, yeah. so it was all, like, that whole, like, Kate Moss kind of, yeah. that was, like, the, the figure then. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. like, Fuck now we're was, in, like, this. It? Yeah. It well, was not, that. It's like, nothing they... tastes as good as skinny feels. Oh that was her classic yeah. quote. Yeah. Which... Imagine that being what your, what your Wikipedia know, page exactly. sort of memory is going to be. Of... Sad. You it's could... really oh, sad. Oh, it's bleak. It is really bleak. Yeah. But I th- always thought that I was kind of immune to a lot of it. But I wasn't because I was very like average body you know was never I was quite athletic but mm. I would then worry that my boobs weren't big enough yeah. or my shoulders were Bloody like hell. swimmers shoulders that's yeah. what people used to say to me I always had a very <laughs> unfortunate haircut when I was about 12 13 because I wanted to look like Justine Frischman out of Elastica oh nice but I ended up with like a Chesney Hawks kind of curtains <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> my <laughs> mushroom on top of my yeah, hair yeah lovely so my nickname was little man at school okay and I was like, I was okay. like quite flat chested as well so I had, that obviously yeah. didn't like massively help yeah. the whole self-esteem <laughs> issues um but we've all had you know kids mm-hmm. are mean aren't they um I had um I had my hair cut I was, I was older I think it was 15 yeah and I had on my hair cut not to look like anyone cool just fancy just give yeah. it a whirl didn't didn't look great not sh- no. very short curly hair and went on a German exchange and a boy from my school an English boy said it's just you look like a bloke, and um, I slapped him around the face. Oh, okay. yeah. Love his name it. is Michael. It's the only time I've ever hit anyone. Really? Yeah. And well, now Michael, I look back and go, oh, it's interesting, isn't it? Why did you care? Why was it such a big insult, even? I know. Be, but when you're a teenage girl and you're yeah. working out your identity, yeah. it's fucking horrible if you've like, no, actually, yeah. I, I, I wish I was a bit more kind of sylph-like and graceful. Yeah. And, yeah I mean, and it's like a funny in my head, thing. I'd be walking down the corridor thinking that I was in Clueless, and I'm yeah. imagining like <laughs> you know, like slow mo with like my new haircut, thinking, oh, it's like the boy in year nine's gonna notice me now, and then he's like, oh, look at little man, look at little man. Oh, <laughs> and I was no. like, oh, it was upsetting for me yeah. you know, at the time. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but I think that how I how the point that I'm at mm. now was definitely becoming a mum 10 years ago and realising I didn't want to necessarily pass on some of my, you know, things. And I didn't... Basically, I I felt really, really angry Mm. looking at my baby and looking how perfect she was at the thought that anyone or anything would ever make her feel anything less than perfect. Yeah. Just because of the way she looks. 
Um, and then I, I sort of no, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do diets anymore. But then what I did was rather than not do diets, I would tell myself I was being healthy or being yeah, unhealthy. Sure. So actually, I was still doing diets. So yeah. I was going, you know, I was exercising with the main focus to get toned yeah. or, or lose to deserve weight. to eat what you wanted. Exactly that whole like little game that you yeah, oh, I've been there yeah. absolutely. And it's um, it's not impossible that you ever slip back either with no. different bits and bobs. I had to constantly check myself. Because I love weightlifting, but I have to constantly... So at the moment, I'm in a run of tour dates around the West Country, which is joyful because it means yeah. I get to be here. But it means I won't been to the gym since Monday. Yeah. Um, I don't know what day we're on now, but I, it will have been, you know, a good week. Um, probably a few days more than a week before I, between exercising. So yeah. it's like, why do you care? Have a word with yourself. Why do you care? Yeah. And I know, you know, I can justify and go, I like how it makes me feel when I go and stuff like that, but... It's one fucking week. Yeah. It's not the yeah. end of the world. Like, you know, you like you get into these patterns and these routines and it's like, yeah, yeah I've got to, I'm constantly having to have a word with myself about what my motivations are no, for, but for I exercise think, and for, for food choices. Yeah, I know. And I think like, I, I feel like, I don't know. I'm, I was just so that fucking spinach moment yeah. was such a revelation for me. And I remember sitting and saying to my husband that night, and he was getting pissed off with it because we couldn't like necessarily always eat the same things. Oh, it's and, so annoying. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, You're you're grumpy all the time. Mm. Just have a fucking glass of wine. Like have a no, yeah. I can't. Oh. You know, or you know, you don't have to have peppermint tea first thing in the morning. All these like weird little faddy things. Yeah. And it was just making me miserable. And he was like, and then we had like a chat about it. And I that was when I really started delving into uh reading books yeah. and um you know, it was very late to the game, but like the beauty myth mm-hmm. and following, really looking at who I was following on social media. And how that was making me feel. Making me feel. <laughs> I feel like that's one of the biggest <laughs> self-therapies I've yeah. ever approached. And I'm, yeah. I'm at the beginning of a long old journey with that. Yeah. There's still some people I follow in it and, and I still go, I, lo- I just like to watch them work out every day. Yeah. And they're like, why, why yeah. do I? Why? Yeah. why? But, yeah. Mm, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's funny. Um, and so that was... <laughs> Like for me, um, how I guess the beginning of how I got to to where I am now. Mm. And then there was a, an advert. It was a few years ago, not even that long ago, maybe two years ago, twenty eighteen. And uh, for some reason, like around spring, my social media, like on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, whatever, all these adverts would pop up like get bikini ready get bikini ready and like lose lose belly flat yeah, lose yeah. your belly fat in seven days and it and and it really pissed me off because I was I'm really working hard yeah. to feel good about myself now and I'm feeling good about myself and all these bastards are trying to make me feel bad about myself again yeah um so um then I made a video which um was on YouTube and it was just like me dancing around my garden in a bikini it was like this yeah. is how you get bikini ready you just wear a bikini nice and then I found that whole, just that, that process and I got other people to kind of send their pictures to me yeah. of them and seeing all these like amazing people just living their lives. Yeah. Like not, you know, it, it was, that was, I found that really empowering and I just haven't really looked back since then because I don't want to go back to what I was like before. It's it amazing, isn't it? I, I think it's a sort of, um, it sounds so simple, but it's a choice of to give yourself permission to be happy, which does look different for everybody else, and it's going to depend on your history and you know, the influences on you and 
you know, your relationship with eating, your relationship with your body, the type of body you've got, the culture you're from, there's going to be a million different factors, the parents you've got, the friends, what your friends around you, what your colleagues around you talk about, you know, there's so many things that can make it harder yeah. or difficult, more difficult, depending on who you are. But I think the thing for me that feels very universal, I've been spending time with um, my, um, some of my oldest group of dearest women mates, um, and they just do talk probably once per social catch-up at least about weight loss or restriction. They yeah. still do. Um, and most of the groups of women friends I've ever had and probably ever will have, namely that sounds a bit hopeless, but <laughs> it's just such a normal thing to do that. And I realise actually I'm I'm in such a woke bubble in this world of like yeah. comedians and podcasting and, you know, media friends. And, and actually we're still a very tiny, quiet voice, no offence to yeah. our profiles, mm. in a world where it's still really actually quite normal to be relatively obsessed with your appearance and shrinking. Yeah. And and when you say, I think when a lot of people hear the sort of solid gold fact now, and it's such rock solid fact that diets don't work, they think, well, I've just lost. I got heckled on my, in the show I'm doing at the moment called Hench, there's a bit yeah. where I talk about 97% of diets don't work. Yeah. And, um, and I go to town on Weight Watchers and Slimming mm. World quite specifically. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> um, oh, and um, I got heckled in Margate by a woman who was hammered and was talking through the whole yeah. show. She was a prick. But uh, I got heckled at the, She shouted out, I've lost half a stone and a half on Slimming World, just saying. And um, I, and it, it sort of punched me in the heart. I thought, well, you're not fucking listening. Yeah. But also fine. Yeah. But also, you know, everything I wanted to say back, I was like, you can't. Because mm. everything you want to say back, she's not ready to hear it. She doesn't want to hear it. I'm not here to... I'm a fucking... I'm not a preacher. I'm a comedian. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. She wants to do that. But, yeah. you know, what I wanted to ask, what I was thinking was, and how many times have you done Slimming World now? Yeah. And how old are you now? She yeah. probably thinks she was in her 50s at least. Yeah. Like, okay, and that's your life. That's how you want to live your whole life. Yeah. Waiting to be happy. Yeah. And, and the thing I would say that's universal, as much as everybody's um, experience is different, and, and I, I'm a hypocrite in the sense that I've got a whole podcast about eating, so of course I think about eating all the time. But... Of the people I know who have been able to let it go, stop weighing things, stop measuring things, stop thinking about what they look like, just care less, yeah. is you have just won yourself so much time, energy, heart space and freedom. Yeah. You freed so much the creativity that's possible, the love and time and energy you've got for the people you've loved, for the work you do, for the planning you might want to do, for the adventures you're going to yeah. have. There is so much more to life than caring about that. And that, I think, is universal, whatever your journey would be to get there. But that if you let go of being in a, on a journey to change your body yeah. in any way, yeah. you win yourself a fucking sea of freedom the amount of brain and opportunity space. yeah the the brain the brain the amount of brain space that just suddenly is freed up yeah. when you just give up that stuff it doesn't mean you have to suddenly become really productive with it either i just I think think of the box sets you could watch i know <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah. just focus yeah. on the books you could yeah. read or yeah. the, the chats you could have people or... are scared though because people yeah. if you've lived your life and this was me if you've lived your life on and off these kind of that bandwagon yeah. it can be quite a scary intimidating thing to just step off it permanently mm. and say I'm not going to do it anymore because people immediately think oh well I'll just uh, like my body will really change and uh what you just give up that's something that I often get oh you're just you you're allowing people to just give up what about health what about health and actually the irony is is that if you do give up that counting the calories counting the rules taking mm. the rules away from food 
I eat whatever I want now, yeah. but because chocolate is allowed and crisps yeah. are allowed and cheese is allowed. Everything's allowed. I There's eat, no everything's shame allowed. in anything. There isn't any shame. Yeah. So I just eat what I want. And, yeah. and it might be that I'll have a salad if I fancy a salad. Yeah. Often it will be. Or yeah. it might be that if I want cheese, I'll have cheese. Like, I just eat what I want and my body knows what it wants. Yeah. And I work out and I, I go swimming and I like to go do yoga. I used to do loads of running, but I did my back in, so I can't do that. But I started, I that was when I first discovered really getting into podcasts and stuff. Mm. And I really enjoy it because it genuinely, I, I like doing it. It's fun. I just yeah. enjoy it. Um, and so it isn't giving up it's actually giving yourself permission to live your life in a full and happy and healthy way yeah totally Mmm, delicious hey everyone i've been on the go recently phoenix kansas city chicago if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home you have an airbnb Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's so interesting. I listened to your podcast about what is healthy eating anyway with a nutritionist. Yeah. And it's so interesting because even with that, I spoke to so many nutritionists on this podcast and it's so funny that they all, all the really woke ones all admit that they, they're, they're all on a spectrum of over-obsession with yeah. nutrition. Of course, why would you choose the job? Yeah. But, um... Um, the, the 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 interesting thing with that is, it, I think there is an assumption if you're not going to be prescriptive that you don't care about health. This is not true. It's just I don't think that's what health looks like. Exactly, no, exactly. that thing. It's about it's about um, um, when I say caring less, I just mean not thinking about it all the time. It's about trusting. So if you most of us have from all those years of dieting and or just listening and reading and looking at the world, do understand the nutritional value of different foods and stuff, mm-hmm. and then you. You can kind, you can pretty much trust your body, mm. so, and there will be times because of whatever's going on in your life where your body does ask you for stuff that you wouldn't think of as being healthy. In the winter hormones, whatever. Yeah. There's going to be a million different reasons why you want different types of food at different times. The one thing that that that, that nutritionist said on there that I was like, oh, well, she said oh, I'm guilty sometimes of emotional eating, and I was like, well, why guilty? That's an interesting That's word. Your, yeah, yeah. Um, because. No, you can take the guilt out of that. A lot of eating's emotional. We can't really detach our emotions yeah. from eating. Ruby Tande writes beautifully about yeah. that. It's a really... If you take that away, then, we've, then we're going down the road of food being just fuel and you can't take all this beautiful like joy and love from eating. When we did when we did Naked Beach, it was the eating yeah. and it, that, that brought out the emotions. Yeah, it is yeah. completely... 
they're intrinsically linked and, and yeah. it's a way that you can comfort yourself yeah. it's such a simple way that you can comfort comfort yourself if you had a shit day like have yeah. some like nice ice cream or like whatever like it is and there's such a, it's a, mad that there's so much shame around that but there isn't about having three glasses of wine to oh, unwind after a shit day exactly. or and actually there's lots of shame around smoking yeah, now yeah. Yeah. Less. I mean, I don't. I don't well, know. It doesn't. When, sh- you can. You can hide it in your body. I suppose. Well, when people uh, or externally, I got really heavily trolled um, last weekend. Actually, oh, um, a group of really angry men found a post that I'd done, and it obviously got shared in a Facebook group, and they all just came for me. Oh. And it was just. It was just literally the most inoffensive photo. I could have. I mean, I wish. Kind of wish they trolled me on like a more dramatic photo, but it was just a photo of me in a changing room on a rainy Saturday afternoon wearing wearing these boots because I couldn't even be bothered to I was wearing a dress couldn't be bothered to take my boots off (laughs) in my underwear and it was just like the bad lighting and I was like this is my body we've all got them under clothes doesn't define me don't care if you like it don't care if you don't like it this is this is just what my body is let's all have a look at what real body is yeah Yeah, exactly and they came for me and they were like oh but actually it says everything about you it says that you're fucking lazy it says that you're someone called me as said that I was bad as the Nazis sending people to gas chambers because I was encouraging people to be obese that word oh know. my god um, it makes me crazy another guy said this is this will make you this will this is quite funny actually oh. another guy said that it showed what it showed was that I was bad at relationships and that I was obviously have a filthy house because I'm so lazy because I don't have a six pack and don't have a flat stomach that obviously my house is very dirty I'm in your I'm lovely clean lazy. house right now <laughs> stupid man <laughs> fuck's sake <laughs> But the thing oh is, my god, it's like that. What's that old gross old you kipper that said something like, "Well, she doesn't clean behind her fridge. She's obviously a slut." Yeah, <laughs> but it, but it is. It was interesting because it does slut, show like all the ways that people discriminate against people yeah. about the shape of their body. And I well, have fifty um, shades of, of, exactly. of patriarchy, frankly. I, I have a complete. I have a very average body. It's not even like I'm in a bigger body. No. And they were saying that to me. So what are they saying to? anyone who's bigger than me mm-hmm. all the time you know what yeah. assumptions are they making oh well it is you know that they get accused of being a murderer essentially yeah. it's that thing it's that exactly. access oh you're you're glamorizing you're promoting unhealthiness it's like it's bullshit you're promoting a satisfaction in the body that you're in regardless of what the body Living is your life. it's health at every size yeah it genuinely exactly. also all this stuff with physical health like i totally get it but un- ultimately it was promoting positive mental health you need that you need that before you can even think about doing anything effective to your body physically and shame doesn't make people healthy so if you're and feeling repulsive feeling feeling like society think you're disgusting feeling like a society have assumed you're unhealthy knowing the medical profession have a bias against you on the assumption that you're you're lazy you're what all the things those fucking ignorant that, and that's not going to make you go oh. out and and live live a full and happy life and if your if your argument for like oh you're making people unhealthy if your argument is oh I just care about your health actually if that's how you're justifying shaming people then yeah. you don't know anything about health at all cuz no. it's unhealthy to do that no and also <laughs> let's you know uh, and then if you want to boil down their philosophy right to its roots you go okay then they obviously believe we have an overwhelming moral duty to be healthy mm. 
let's look at everything that yes. that entails. It's not just physical health, it's mental health. Okay, Massively so that means, fucking okay, there's all this stuff. If you believe people should all be healthy, totally ableist, absolutely. And also, how are you adding that to that in the world then when you're acting, actively going out and trolling people? What's yeah. that doing to people's mental health? But, or maybe they think mental health doesn't exist and it's all physical health. But think of them, oh, the people who have been trolled and then will have done some physical harm to themselves. But as how, unhappy, hurt. Oh, how unhappy must they be to have to put that? And it is yeah. always on their own, it's always oh. their own issues. Like, how unhappy must they be to have to put those ideas out and just yeah. like shoot hatred around like. well I mean sometimes it's quite overt I saw um, uh, there's a brilliant comedian and podcaster called Sophie Hagen and I she, love Sophie yeah and she posted something recently and um, uh, I, I, I looked at it and I glimpsed at the comments I literally glimpsed at the first 20 comments I thought I don't know how you fucking cope yeah. um, but it, do you know what was sad it was a lot of people going do you know what I'm in a fat body and I hate myself and that's only right and it was like okay I mean there we've got to the nub of the yeah. issue in about 10 words there yeah. haven't we you hate yourself yeah. And that's why you've commented with this negativity yeah. as somebody who's just trying to make the world a happier place. Yeah. <laughs> but when you look, like, when you look at... It, it, I get that, because if they... If if you're in a body and you are being constantly discriminated against mm. and told that you're lazy and told that you're worthless and you're scared to go to the doctor for, like, a stubbed toe because you, their immediate thing is... Then you can understand that people want to change their body. Yeah. But, the, but the reality is, is that lots of people are unable to because yeah. what we weigh is so many different factors it's not just about what you eat yeah. and that's what the diet companies don't tell us so they offer you know oh come to slimming world join our lovely club and we'll all we'll all help you and support you and we'll learn you know you can we be can inspired engage in some really couple of hours of very expensive public shame yeah, <laughs> and exactly. give you some rules that will be fine to follow for six months to a year maybe a couple of years you will lose some weight you're and the same with the woman that shouted out i lost a stone have you like of course i'm, I'm sure you have yeah let's talk in a year let's yeah. talk a year and a half but that doesn't a that doesn't mean that you're actually healthier no b it doesn't mean that that weight's gonna stay off no and and actually what about all the other if you really the people who like oh I just care about the obesity crisis the strain on the NHS what about the strain on mental health services yeah. like let's talk about that you know and actually if you really if that's really your argument then let's look at like you know uh, uh, let's look at all the other the fact that there's food deserts and yeah, mass yeah, yeah. so many people can't even have access to like nutritious yeah. food like it's just so fucked up I think until we get to uh, until we can get to a place where there is a, a you know a, a loud powerful movement not just in our bubble in the world yeah. in terms of how we're viewing connecting our relationships with eating I feel like we need to get to the point where people almost we're going right back to day one where people were like I'm hungry for this and fourth I'm full. Yeah. I've, this makes me feel like this. I don't, you know, I had a massive sugar hit off that thing earlier. I probably won't eat any more sugar today. It spun me out a bit. Yeah. You know, having that connection to your body and how what you eat makes you feel, blah, blah, blah. Until we get to that, again, then we can be worried about, well, are we, you know, what's this disease? What's happening with that disease? What's the connection to that disease and that size of body and all of that stuff? Ultimately, every sort of attempt well-meaning attempt to control it's all just controlling other people's bodies and it's not yeah. I don't think it's how you make people well physically or mentally I just can't imagine like looking at someone else and being like I'm going to tell you I'm going to tell you what you should be eating I'm going to tell you what you should be how you should be living your life yeah. because, just because everyone has such a different everyone has such a different thing I just know that what makes me happy is is not dieting yeah. I know that I do not want to raise children who are ever feeling like they need to weigh spinach. Yeah. I don't want to raise children who are making judgments about other people based on the way that they look or yeah. the size of their body. 
and I just want to live a free and happy life. And this is what my free and happy life looks like. Yeah, that's such a beautiful way of putting it. <laughs> While you were saying that as well, I was thinking, I don't think I want to live in a house where my son watches anybody weigh themselves. No. Certainly not all the time. Yeah. I'm not going to have any scales in my house. No. And let's scale, talk about no. the free from diets campaign in terms of stuff with schools. Then. Yeah. Yeah, so, so my son's preschool, so you'll okay. have to educate me on Right, home. so basically with the Free From Diets campaign, we're campaigning to change the way that diets and weight loss products are advertised around kids. Jesus So Christ. we know that, like, they talk about social media a lot um, and the impact of social media, and I know that, like, recently there's a big thing about Instagram cutting, hitting back at the influencers who are promoting, like, skin, you know, these detox mm-hmm. teas. Um, and a lot of people, I think, you know, when we talk about diet culture around kids, they think it's just, you know, oh, well, it's great because they're not allowed to put, they're not allowed to like make a cartoon for a diet brand and make it like, you know, attractive for kids. But actually there's a problem happening right under our noses that has been happening just, and it's, it's so normalized that we don't even realize it. And it's companies like Slimming World, Weight Mm. Watchers, the Cambridge plan, whatever, these yeah. massive big diet brands are using schools to recruit new members. They're advertising on the school gates. <gasps> they are massive banners saying things like, be inspired, you know, come along to Slimming World in this school hall on a Tuesday night, you know, five till seven, call Julie, you know, fuck, and fuck. and they're literally like massive banners. So thousands of children are walking past banners on school gates every yeah. single day. That are basically Shit. telling them that to be inspiring, to be successful, yeah. to be healthy, to be happy, you have to lose weight, you have to look a certain way. Yet, inside the schools, they're quite aware about, you know, the importance of making all yeah. children feel valuable and worthy. But yet, the, the two, they can't seem to see that actually that's causing... Yeah. And it's not even those... I'm not suggesting they're not for the kids, they're for yeah, parents because yeah, yeah, yeah. they want to get where the mums are, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then that starts conversations in the playground yeah, and then the then parents, the parents are, are then talking about exactly weight and weight loss and diets. Around the kids. So the children are being exposed to these like damaging messages. Sometimes they're putting um, leaflets in book bags and the teachers, because they think it's just like a healthy lifestyle thing, they, they won't necessarily, they might not be woke to it. So they'll yeah. allow for the, the yeah. leaflets to go out in the book bags. Um, sometimes they're advertising it's not just schools basically it's wherever they hire a hall out so the schools need the revenue to hire their spaces because their funding's being slashed but we're not arguing for them not to I would love for them not to you know exist but we're not arguing for that no we're arguing for them to just stop advertising Advertising around schools schools. because at the moment there's a rule that the asa brought a rule in that you can't advertise um where does it end though do you know what i mean it's going to be like surgeries you can do that all over the tube exactly that's the next step exactly but but they have a rule there is a rule that exists that um junk foods or what they call what they deem as junk foods like burgers and chips and stuff you can't advertise them within 100 meters of a school because of the their whole thing about like obesity yeah, yeah. right so actually diets are just as damaging yeah. and and bad for physical and mental health yeah. so you shouldn't be advertising those near a school no. anyway so that's basically what we're campaigning for <gasps> come on <laughs> let's get that hashtag moving yeah hashtag free from diets yes um, and so we're trying to create change from the top but we're also we're it's two-pronged attack so yeah. while we work on campaign for the politicians to back it to bring the rules in which is yeah. like a, not going to happen overnight yeah. we're trying to create change from the inside by going into schools and doing workshops with teachers around body image yeah. and sending resources out to schools so that if 
a Slimming World rep who is probably a mum yeah. of a kid in the school approaches yeah. them, then they, they're informed to understand why it might be problematic no, and say no. Like. Yeah, much, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's... Um... Flipping it. so good! <laughs> and terrifying that it's even a thing. It feels like something out of a dystopian science fiction, doesn't oh, it? Yeah, it makes it, me angry every day when I hear, like, story people. One person oh, um, messaged me recently and was like, oh, do you know, I was in the park last Easter with my friend and a woman came into the park dressed up as Easter Bunny and she had um, balloons and a basket and we thought, oh, that's jolly. Like, she's giving out, yeah. you know, chocolate or eggs. She's giving out leaflets for Slimming World. <gasps> I mean... <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, this is happening. And they're having to come up with more and more creative ways to get the members in through their doors because it seems like it's a bit maybe of a pyramid scheme kind of thing. Yeah. Like, they're obviously under pressure oh, to recruit new members. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and ultimately, I think, you know, the fact that their product's fails in the long term it's what's kept them in business you know yeah. I think even if people thought about it just from a business bitch point of view you're like okay look if people have to keep going back to it if it worked people wouldn't be going so back very, again and yeah. again and again and again because it's short it works for a little tiny bit of time it's like getting you, you think you've bought yourself, you've not you've got yourself a very much a transfer and not a tattoo yeah. it's, it's and one that's going to hurt you model. because each time you're scratching and scratching and scrubbing to get it off and it's yeah. an uglier and uglier one each time oh, yeah. oh god I mean I've been doing this podcast for a couple of years and I haven't run out of analogies <laughs> fuckers okay I'm going to ask you some normal questions I've eaten up all the time um, um, talking about big juicy gorgeous real things but let's have some nonsense it's um is there anything that you eat in a particularly ritualistic way? Like people have ways of eating their cream egg or their Twix or whatever. Well, I, so we have, we didn't go last year, but because we live down in Devon, it's yeah. very easy to get to France because Plymouth's just down the road, just oh, hop yeah. on the ferry. So, and my husband's a teacher. So not last year, but the year before that, year before that, year before that, we would go to France and we'd go for like, the last time we went, went for four weeks. It was brilliant because I can just Lovely. take my laptop and work. Yeah. and. And we don't, you know, stay in a cheap house and or nice. camp, whatever. But cheese in France, love it. Serious so business. you can get those, and you can get them here, but they seem to taste better in France. You know Everything those little, does. the little um, goat's cheeses. Yep, the tiny, the little wheels, tiny like, little wheel yeah. of one. Yeah, like so, the size of like a cookie or a, yes. yeah, and um, but like but quite long. thick, like yeah. with the the kind of the skin around it. Mm. So I like to. Because my husband hates goat's cheese, so I don't have to share okay. it, which is nice. Perfect. So I get Heaven. one of those, and I like to kind of cut it up into little slices and get a cornish on, and, and a little slice of goat's cheese with a cornish on top <gasps> in one go. Bosh! Brilliant. Ooh, yes. <laughs> that. So yes, that's how I like please. to, yeah. And that is something like, Ooh. it's like the end of the day, it's like six o'clock when you've been out yeah. in the sunshine, maybe you've got a cold glass of wine say, with it, a yeah, gin and tonic. And that's such a kind of, I don't know, it's like a little, oh, I'm on holiday. Yeah. Just thinking about it makes me feel like, oh, oh yeah. delicious. <laughs> um, have you got any um, thoughts or fears or predictions about how eating will change in the future, perhaps in terms of like technology or how the planet's going to change? I feel like we're all, I, I definitely think we need to change the way that we eat because of climate change yeah. on the planet. Um, but I think it's such a massive thing. I would like to think that in the future, we'll, rather than necessarily everyone um, prescribing to one particular way of eating, mm. I think if we 
I mean, down here in, in where I live in Devon, there are loads of local farms. Yeah. Um, we're very lucky that we've got stuff on our doorstep. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we can literally, there's a little pub, our village pub, and a lady comes in on a Friday night from the farm set with a big, you know, hamper of um, cool box of frozen meat that is from yeah. their farm. Amazing. And it's literally not even a mile down the it road. It could be more sustainable. So it's very sustainable, yeah. local. But I know that everyone, I would like to think that maybe in the future there'll be more... Um, opportunity for people to eat in that way but yeah. I know that is impossible everywhere yeah um you know if you're in like inner city Bradford or something yeah, and there's yeah. not a farm on your doorstep who can eat locally sourced meat all the time yeah. it's impossible it would be nice if that became more possible and I think that it'd be funny wouldn't it if we could perhaps have the flexibility if we're going to stay as mobile as we hope that we're going to do you know physically moving around not not just virtually I've never thought about it before but maybe there's a potential for a more sustainable eating future where if you say if you live in the city that you eat in quite a plant-based way whilst you're in the city or you you eat, you know, whatever it is yeah. possible to get access to without something having travelled a really long way. Yeah. And by plant-based, I don't mean including loads of avocados and pineapples and stuff yeah. that have come from the million world. Yeah. But, 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 but when you are, I think that is like, you know, and then you come somewhere like this, you go, yeah, I'm going to have the thing from the local farm. Yeah. And, and, and eating in more of a seasonal yeah, way Yeah, seasonal well, way but... and literally just sort of according to where you've travelled to. But maybe that... I'm maybe saying that from the point of view of someone who travels so much, she'd still get to have a really very good yeah. life. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, constantly on tour. Yeah, oh. yeah. yeah. It's, it's a matter political issue, isn't it? Yeah. The whole food system. It's it's massive. And I was listening to a podcast the other day where a guy was talking about the food system, and he was saying it has food has such an impact on. It's not just health. It's it's also you know social justice issue. Mm. It's it's um huge you know economic issue. And actually. We we would save the world would save trillions and trillions and trillions in all these like related problems he yeah. was talking about a study where they they gave um inmates in an american prison they basically improved the food they were eating so they gave them more like freshly locally sourced good mm-hmm. food and apparently the number of um violent violent the rate of violence among the the people inside the prison yeah um just massively decreased because everyone was happier and yeah. i thought that was really fascinating the yeah. impact that you know so oh god it's incredible and they did a study didn't they it's different but similar um different but has similarities i should say where they took some um people some men they were all men um who were in the army and they did an experiment where they took half of them and put them on a very low oh yeah low calorie diet and then they warned it didn't and they all started yeah was it was like fucking self-harming and depression yeah huge massive problems yeah the people who were having a Calorie deficient. Yeah, diet. that's such an. Yeah, that's a really interesting. One. And then, and it, so it follows that you go well. Not only you know, of course, if you're putting nutritious things into someone, and you're filling them up and satisfying them with stuff that's good for them, good yeah. for their soul and their body. Yeah. Then no shit, you know, they behave yeah. nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. Right. I've got so much of your time. This has been a joy. Thank you. A wicked builder casts a spell on all the bricks and makes them defy gravity. It's calamity. Space gets really full of bloody bricks, knocking about everywhere, and everyone on Earth gets frozen and wet and sunburnt, depending on where and when they are. And it's the absolute worst. There's no roofs, there's no houses. Uh, the wicked builder says uh, that she'll undo the spell, but only if you, and weirdly it does have to be you, do the okie-cokie and turn around, and that's what it's all about, but for 58 hours. 
It sounds impossible, but you did it! You're a hero! <laughs> but you're knackered. You're starving. You're happy, though. You've gone down in history as, like, the person who saved us all from um, Brickgate, um, Brickageddon. And, um, and, and you are, yeah, I mean, your Wikipedia page is a thing you're very proud of. This is Life is joyful from now on, but your immediate reward in the moment is the feast of your dreams. Um, and uh, you're, you're, you're hungry, but you're ready. You know, you're at peace. You're just in that joyful, hungry, happy place. Um, I'd love to know if there were no consequences to anything and, and everything was possible, what would be the feast of your dreams? What would you eat? What would you drink? And if there's a who with and where, then who with and where? Oh, OK, so this is really random. I would have avocado and prawns with a nice seafood dressing. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's my favourite. Like good old-fashioned yeah. ketchup and mayonnaise proper, combined. Like, yeah, like yes. a proper like Thousand Island, like proper yes. 70s. Um, and I would have a goat's cheese with the corner shop. Yes. A nice, crisp, cold glass of Sauvignon Blanc. Oh, like, lovely. Lovely. Um, who would I eat it with? Do you know what? I think if I'd been through all of that, I wouldn't really be asked to have to have a conversation. I'd probably just eat it on my own. Yeah! Surprisingly <laughs> few people say that, but I so yeah. get it. That is yeah. lovely. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. I'm in my time. Oh, thanks so much to Molly. What an amazing guest. Well, she, I felt so fired up and passionate after enduring that conversation. What a brilliant woman. Please follow all of her work. Hashtag free from diets. It's all over social media. Her podcast is Body Cons Podcast. And she is on Instagram being utterly amazing day in, day out. At Molly with a Y, J Forbes. F-O-R-B-E-S. If you're looking for something to watch on telly, I'm in two series, The Trouble with Maggie Cole on ITV and Trigonometry on iPlayer, although blink and you'll miss me in that second one. Um, and I'm keeping relatively noisy on the old social media. Um, we are doing a live uh, hoovering with an ex-guest uh, on Monday nights at nine o'clock on the hoovering Instagram. Uh, also, uh, I, th- ooh, I think coming up on Monday is comedian Rosie Jones. I know, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Um, So follow at The Hoovering Pod on Twitter and also on Instagram, please. Uh, Follow me, if you like, at Jessica Foster Q. I'm pretty busy on there these days. If you've got any spare money, please throw it towards the Trussell Trust and the hashtag FeedNHS campaign. Details on the podcast um, notes for both of those. And if you've got anything longer to send me than a tweet, do it via my uh, website. You can email me through there, jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Before Shopify, were you wondering where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. 
Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.